I'm Alejandro Alba, and this is the FEMA Podcast. You better watch out, you better not cry, better listen up, and here's why. Because today we are discussing the gift of preparedness. The winter holiday season is among us, which means you guys are probably still thinking how to spread that holiday cheer and get something special for your loved ones. Now, first things that might come to mind may be a new bike, a smartphone, maybe even a gift card. But what about the gifts that we don't traditionally consider? Something useful and handy that will come useful in the event of a disaster or an emergency. At the end of the day, we care about our loved ones, we want them to be happy, but we also want them to be safe. So if you're still not sure what to get, don't fret, we have you covered. Today we are joined by three of our FEMA friends today. To my right, we have Ali Carlock. To my left, we have Mariana Litcher and Laura Swill Edwards here to give their ideas and creative insights on how to prepare this holiday season. <laughs> Ladies, welcome to the FEMA Podcast. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Thanks for having awesome. us. Great, great to have you guys here. So, uh, Ali, I'd like to start with you. So, as we're in the holiday season now and we're planning to take uh, time off work or attend some holiday gatherings, reunite with our families, uh, what are some things that we should consider, first of all? Yeah, I think you, you mentioned an important part is that a lot of us are traveling, a lot of us are getting together with our family friends. It's a really exciting season. We're all excited about all the holiday travel and things like that, but we oftentimes overlook our preparations for the travel. So for instance, my family travels from DC to Michigan every year. So I need to start thinking about severe winter weather and what kinds of things are we gonna have in our car in case our car breaks down on the side of the road. I have to make sure my kids are safe, my family is safe. So just taking a few extra steps to think through what hazards you may face in this new environment is really important. And ready.gov has a ton of really great resources that helps you learn all the protective actions for the different hazards um, and help get you ready. Those winter storms and blizz in the north, they're nothing to mess with. No. Really <laughs> you don't those. <laughs> yeah. And I imagine that if you're going away for some indefinite time, maybe in the, in the north, as you mentioned, you have to time it out appropriately because if you're leaving for one week or maybe a month, you have to take those that timeline into consideration, right? Yeah, it's always important to think of the different factors, whether it's uh, the state you're going to or the duration you're, you're going to be there. But the one thing that I'd, I'd say is probably the most helpful is to have a family communications plan. Mm. It's really simple. It's straightforward. Yeah. It's something that's really effective for everyone. Ready.gov has these great little um, wallet cards. I have them oh, in sweet. my wallet. My husband has his. My kids have it in their backpacks. It's just a great little piece of information yeah. when you're traveling. It's got all this helpful information on it. Schools, doctors, contact information, out-of-state contacts. And this is just going to make sure that as you're traveling, you and your family are all on the same page mm -hmm. and you know what to do if an emergency were to occur. Yeah. Now, Mariana, you bring a unique perspective and experience as a member of FEMA Corps, which is a group focused on preparedness. Uh, give our listeners and viewers a quick glimpse into how FEMA Corps has either made you more conscious about preparedness or even your friends and family back home. Yeah. So. FEMA Corps is a part of the uh, American AmeriCorps National Civilian Community Corps program, and it's actually a full-time team-based residential program. So, um, being sent to various different places affected by disasters, uh, for instance, Puerto Rico. I just recently spent five months there, helping with the recovery of Hurricane Maria. I know that by me working alongside FEMA uh, as a core member, it has given me um, a huge uh, under a better understanding of uh, the importance of preparedness. And um, by discussing my experiences that I had there with my family members, like my dad, I call him every week and I let him know <laughs> um, everything that had gone on. Um, I think it's important to uh, go ahead and use those opportunities that I have uh, to go ahead and uh, bring awareness 
to them as how important it is to not only uh, understand the severe impacts that these disasters have caused the communities, but what to do in order to avoid that, especially when it comes to some of the hurricanes that happened back home um, in Florida, or also maybe other uh, scenarios, maybe in Michigan, like um, uh, snowstorms or tornadoes or things like that. I think it's a, a great time to, to go ahead and, and discuss the uh, things to do for uh, uh, preparing yourselves for those types of disasters. And coming from, I believe it's the Florida Panhandle where you're from, correct? Yes. And having gone <laughs> to Puerto Rico as well, you were able to see what kind of items like we're going to discuss today could be useful in those respective regions if a disaster would occur, like a hurricane. Yes, absolutely. I think even being on this uh, podcast today has really <laughs> given me some great gift ideas for this upcoming holiday season. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> now, Ali, just back over to you. So I understand you have two children. Yes. And Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, <laughs> Kwanzaa is a season for all of us to, you know, spend time with kids or a huge focus um, uh, why is it important to teach your children about preparedness yeah I think oftentimes parents think and believe and hope maybe that they will be with their kids during an emergency and the truth is most likely you're not going to be with your child when that event occurs it's a scary the, thought. it is very yeah. scary um, not only for the child but for the parent themselves mm -hmm. their kid may be off at school or daycare or in after-school sports and so they need to know what steps to take to keep themselves and others safe in those scenarios if you're not there to help mm -hmm. so we're here to help now yeah. we can help them prepare and FEMA has a ton of different great resources to do so um, during September this year we had our National Preparedness Month right. it was a great time to reflect and to ask parents to take a moment to think how are you going to be there for your children? How are you going to help them prepare? Um, and so we've we've come up with a bunch of different great resources. One of them that I love is called Prepare with Pedro. It's an activity book. Pedro um, goes across the country and he meets a bunch of different families and learns about different hazards. This is a great way to start a conversation with kids. So it's not scary. Yeah. My daughter sometimes gets scared during thunderstorms, and so we talk about what Pedro would do. And so she colors <laughs> the book and she does these little activities, and she's able to um, ease her fears because she's talking about. It, she's visualizing it and it puts her um, in a better place and then we also have some really fun activities like this uh, card game cards are a great yeah. stocking stuffer right. it's something that you can have on hand you don't need electronics to plug it in and this is an educational one it's really yeah. fun you get to learn about how to um, uh, the simple steps to take in an emergency situation. So this is a great free resource available from FEMA. It's something I love to tell parents about. Yeah. And these, uh, this, this coloring book and the cars are a great way to keep them occupied in case you know of an emergency, Absolutely. so they don't worry and their minds are just you know they're, they're under control. In yeah. A way. And uh, Laura, I understand you have two children as I well. I do, yeah. So we have all these gifts in front of us here today. You're probably getting some ideas as well. Definitely. How have your children <laughs> reacted uh, when they receive gifts that are tied to preparedness but may not necessarily be first on their wish list? Yeah, sure. Well, um, well, my son is three. Our oldest is three. Um, so he's honestly not too selective about what he gets. He's excited about <laughs> everything. Um, he loves his dad's flashlights. He loves to play with them, look under the couch for his toys. But uh, those came in really useful when we had a couple of power outages this summer. Um, they were readily accessible, so we just grabbed them. Um, we actually have, my husband and I last year um, received a small generator. Um, not a gift for him, not something he would be excited about, but came in really handy because it kept our phones charged. Um, it powered a small fan to keep us cool. Of course, it was the hottest day of the year, probably. Of yes. um, and so we were without power for a few hours and, you know, had that 
fan going, had our um, our phones charging, had the tablet charging. So while he might not have appreciated that as a gift, he definitely appreciated keeping his tablet charged so he could play games <sighs> and stay occupied. Prepare with Pedro would have been a great um, thing yeah. to have so he could color um, and just keep him occupied. We had our sleeping bags. Um, during the power outage so that we could stay uh, in, a, in a cool place, in our case in the basement, mm -hmm. um, to sleep if we needed to. Uh, luckily the power came back on during the night so we could go to bed, but um, that was really useful. And then for the holidays this year, hopefully he's not watching, um, <laughs> but he's going to get a really cool dinosaur flashlight this year. So he'll probably be pretty excited about that, and I think it helps to empower him to, to, um, to be prepared. Yeah. I, I remember when I was little, my brother and I, we got this Spider-Man flashlight, yeah. and when it, you turn it on, it puts like a spider oh. signal. Oh, yeah, the there you go. So, <laughs> and I would imagine to that point, Laura, that when you get that kind of a gift as a child, yeah. um, and what you were saying, Ali, as well, that the theme that we were talking about during National Preparedness Month of Be Prepared, Not Scared, yeah. there's an element of personal empowerment for yep. children, that they yeah, can definitely. be in charge yep. of you know, taking their own preparedness steps, right? Yeah, no, definitely. I think. Um, it gets him excited and, and thinking about preparedness at a young age. It's really important um, to get him to get him to get all our kids thinking that way. And kids are really change agents. Yeah. You empower them with this information, and they are helping to build that culture of preparedness that we constantly talk about. And a lot of these items that we have here on the table today are things that you may not think would go into a kid, or um, but they're they're really useful, like having some crayons or a lovey. Yeah. You know, it helps them to to be feel less, safe. To feel safe yeah. to be less anxious and mm -hmm. so there are simple little items having a you know um, uh, a whistle these are fun things that kids yeah. enjoy that may not particularly think goes in a kit, but it, yeah. it, it's very helpful. I'm not sure the parents will enjoy the whistle so <laughs> no. much as much as the kids. Especially not on a Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Okay, so let's go to this main event. So we have all these gift ideas here, and I'm sure our listeners and viewers are thinking of what ideas they may want to consider as well. So let's, uh, let's, let's get to it. So what are you guys thinking about? Uh, what kind of gift items are you thinking about getting your friends, family, and loved ones this year? Yeah, actually, funny you should ask. We have um, a new driver in our family. Um, so he will be getting a roadside safety and um, first aid kit to keep in his car. Wow. Um, things like jumper cables, flares, things you would need, an emergency blanket um, maybe. Um, and then when I started driving, when I was a new driver a very long time ago, um, my parents actually gave me as a stocking stuffer this um, vehicle safety tool. So it can function. There's different ones you can find, different price ranges, but this one functions as a, a seatbelt cutter, um, a window breaker. It's got a reflective strip on here. Um, I've never had to use it, thankfully, yeah. but I always keep it within arm's reach in my vehicle just in case. What about you, Mariana? I'd have to go with the uh, portable phone charger that we have right here. Um, you can never have too many of these. I think that this is actually a great thing to have, um, speaking from somebody with a lot of family members as well. Uh, <laughs> so we go through um, a lot of these, and I think it's also important to know that um, in case of a disaster, to always have these charged. I know that um, on a day-to-day basis, we might um, have the, the privilege to go ahead and charge them to some of the outlets that we have. But mm -hmm. um, I think by having these and knowing that uh, we can go ahead and try to uh, remember to charge the portable battery chargers. Um, we're able to use them when we really need them the most. And as someone who also has a lot of younger siblings and cousins back home, I know that they are always attached to their phones or electronic oh, yeah. devices. And if that's not charged, yeah, it can be days. a little nagging. So it always yes. helps to have you know, something like a portable charger available so you not just have one, but maybe multiple charges. 
Oh yeah, I've already gone through at least three in the past. (laughs) There you go. Two years. Just about. So. How about you? Yeah, um, flameless candles I think are also something fun. A lot of people like candles. My mom especially. Mm -hmm. Um, And so making sure that you have these flameless candles available too, so that if you have kids or pets, you know it's not a you're not creating your own hazard. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of a really fun and can be festive holiday gift. They're decorative but also functional. And they can be really cheap too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think that would be uh, pretty useful in a place where you might lose power like in exactly. uh, states that are affected by hurricanes. Yep. Having and then you don't have to worry overnight. Like if you're putting a candle in your kid's room, if yeah. it's battery operated, you're not worrying that someone's going to knock it over in the middle of the night and you're in another disaster. Yeah. 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 You were going to yeah. say something? Like no, I was going to say we, have, uh, we also have a great aunt that lives um, up in New York. It gets pretty cold. Her house is a little older. It gets a little drafty, especially in the winter. So um, this year we're sending her a small um, portable space heater to keep her warm um, and some extra like thermal blankets, just things to keep her warm during the winter months. So so you bring up a good point, yeah. and that's the theme of senior citizens mm-hmm. are, as you say, a great aunt, yeah. uncle, but even our grandparents, because well, with those individuals in our family, there's a lot of factors we have to take into consideration, such as hearing, eyesight, mobility, yeah. or even protecting their documents at home. Uh, what might be some great some great gift ideas when taking some of those factors into consideration? Sure, that was a great question. Um, actually, you mentioned keeping documents safe. Um, one of the things you could maybe consider is a watertight, um, fireproof safe to store things like that, insurance policies, other important documents, um, maybe even helping to scan and store um, securely, of course, um, those important documents that they're all um, together in one place makes it less of a headache when you need them. And actually, FEMA has um, some really helpful tools to help you do that. So we have yeah. a document called the Emergency Financial First Aid Kit. This is a great tool to help you keep all your documents together yeah. so that if you're faced with a disaster situation, you have all of it here and you're not rummaging around trying to find all that really important information. So whether we're talking about um, the EFAC or a disaster checklist, there's a ton of great resources and tools that are available on ready.gov. And these resources are free to the public, right? Yeah, absolutely. All you have to do is call the FEMA Publication Warehouse or go online and just reference the publication number that is listed, and they will send you free of charge to your house. So it's not just maybe getting a, a getting an item, like a physical item, but you can be helping uh, those, exactly. like our, our senior citizens, with making sure they have a checklist. Or, or any family sure. member, really. It doesn't have to be the, the older members of our right. families, but anybody. It's, it's a good reminder for all of us. That's a great point. I actually started filling out the disaster checklist, making okay. sure I have all my account numbers and phone numbers <clears> that if we ever need them, you know, one, I'm the, the person in my family that keeps, uh, keeps track of all those things, mm-hmm. and so if you know, something happens to me, then there's, you know, that stuff is all documented for my husband or for somebody else to to take care of. And that's a great suggestion. Now, um, we've talked about certain members of our family, but what about pets? Because they're family members too, and we can never overlook those <laughs> bundles of friends. joy. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> very friends, bundles of joy when we're preparing and making our plans. Mariana, uh, what kind of items might we want to consider getting our pets? Because I understand you have two pets, right? Yes, I have two. I have Paco and Puppy. Um, <laughs> Paco is actually a three-legged dog. Um, so uh, also part Chihuahua. It's very important to mention that because Chihuahuas tend to shake. So especially during the winter season, um, uh-huh. he gets very cold very easily. Um, so I actually went ahead and bought um, a Christmas gift for him already. Uh, I was able to go to uh, Five Below. Uh, It was uh, only a $3 purchase, but uh, this sweater, uh, it says sleigh all day, (laughs) so it's very festive. It's going to be a stylish piece to wear come Christmas morning when he gets this gift, when he opens up the rest of his other gifts, of course, too. Um, And I believe that um, it's really important to keep in mind that uh, 
you know, come the winter season, yes, it's cold outside, and yes, we want to keep them warm, but I think it's also important to note that come, in the case of an emergency, it's important to be stocked on a pet's medicine or maybe have uh, a portable uh, water bowl so your pet can um, also uh, be uh, given uh, the necessities that they might need. Right. Um, they can't get them themselves, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we got to be there to provide for them and uh, take care of our other little family members as well. Exactly. So. Mariana, we think sure. alike. Yeah. Because I have this little coat for my Shih Tzu Luigi. Um, oh, <laughs> so to keep him warm. And he's also a senior pet, so he needs to make sure, we need to make sure that we have his uh, medications and things stocked up for in the event of something happening. Yeah. One thing's for sure that your puppies, your dogs are going to be <laughs> getting yes. all the attention well, of the so dog park. Very stylish, too. Yes. Very stylish. Oh, the dog's going to be like, I didn't get a... Yeah. Dog you know, the other thing um, is that we, we have our dogs microchip, but we also make sure that they're wearing their, um, their collars all the time so they have their identification on them should we ever get separated. Um, even if they just get out, you know, if it's not an emergency situation, yeah. but they get out yeah. of the yard somehow, making sure they always have their ID and um, phone numbers where we can be reached if someone should find them. That's a great idea. Yeah. I don't think that's a traditional gift that we normally consider no. besides a, <laughs> a, a play toy or a, a, you know, a doggy pillow or something like that. Yeah. yeah, It's a great idea. So I love this. We have a lot of great ideas. We can keep on discussing these things we have on the table today. And a lot of these items can vary in price. So uh, what might be some good ideas of stocking stuffers that might be relatively inexpensive but still a great idea to get out. Yeah, um, there are, so, like you said, there are so many things that are relatively cheap and inexpensive and this shouldn't be all about um, spending a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I always think about every year is I participate in gift exchanges, white elephant parties, oh, yeah. and you're always trying to figure out what can I give it's that so is it something is. fun that people will want and use but is generalized. Yeah. And so instead, I you know I always reach for a gift card, and mm -hmm. it's sort of boring. And so this year, I thought, why not do a preparedness kit? Why not at least start somebody off and build a preparedness kit? So oh, yeah, we're going to start building our first one right now. Okay, um, let's do it. We're going to get a little <laughs> holiday bag, and we're going to go to the dollar store or a five dollar store, and we're going to start filling it up. So getting maybe an emergency poncho, yeah. some uh, flashlight, some antibacterial wipes. You know, crayons, and of course, for my girls, it's got to be princess band-aids. <laughs> you can make this really easy, extra really batteries. quick. Extra batteries. Yeah. There's so many different things you can do um, to help somebody start off their kit. They're relatively inexpensive. Yeah. Um, and then one of the other things I wanted to mention for my girls this year is having a uh, rainy day fund. So starting off, saving. Um, this is, we got these from ready.gov this year, but these are, you know, relatively inexpensive. It's something that we don't necessarily think about, but it's really important to start teaching that message. For those of us, for those of uh, our listeners listening online, uh, you're showing a piggy bank. Yes, a yes. small piggy bank. Yep. You can even start it off with a little something in there. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Love yeah. That. yeah. 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 Ellie, I love the idea of the, the kit. I'm always struggling to figure out, like, something that's universal yeah. that works for everybody for those gift exchanges. That's perfect. Totally stealing that this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love and then hopefully they won't re-gift it the next year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I think, too, it gets people thinking about preparedness. It can start a conversation that yep. might not have happened otherwise. Yeah. So uh, I love those ideas. And for the other items we have here, we have a portable Walkman, um, which takes us back to the 90s of those Walkman <laughs> days. But uh, we had a whistle, we have a flashlight, batteries, hand sanitizer, such simple things that we can put into, into any gift bag. And it's just showing that we care about our friends and yeah. our family. Yeah. So before we close for today, ladies, I just want to get some uh, some closing thoughts from you in this discussion. This has been a great conversation. Um, but what are your, maybe some closing thoughts as we 
um, into the holiday season. I think my big takeaway is that we don't have to spend a lot on preparedness items. Um, in fact, we shouldn't spend a lot because we want to be able to put money aside whenever we can, even if it's a small amount for that rainy day when it happens. Mm. Yeah, and, and FEMA has, like we said earlier, has so many great resources that help you through that. Um, Ready.gov will give you all the information you need to get your EFAC, to get your Pedro. So yeah. it doesn't have to be hard, it doesn't have to be a difficult conversation. We've got all the tools um, that can help you on your way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, emphasizing that you're never too young to really learn about emergency preparedness is very important. And when the family members are all together this time of the year, I think it's a great opportunity to bring that up and uh, maybe even have some kind of uh, a different discussion this year, uh, more towards more towards that topic, and uh, maybe not more so about uh, what happened over Thanksgiving or um, <laughs> what's going to be happening in the future. Even though those are both very fun topics too. Sharing that. is caring, right? Exactly. Yes. So, so it sounds like at the end of the day of this discussion. Um, that the value in the, in, the, in the gift of preparedness is not necessarily in the cost, but yeah. Yeah. in the efforts that we make to show our friends and loved ones that we care. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Um, Ali, Mariana, Laura, thank you three so much for your great insights today. I'm Alejandro Alba. I want to wish you all a very happy holidays and, of course, a happy new year. We welcome your comments and suggestions on this and future episodes. Help us to improve the podcast by rating us and leaving a comment. If you have ideas for a future topic, send us an email at fema-podcast at fema.dhs.gov. If you would like to learn more about this episode or other topics, visit fema.gov forward slash podcast.